The podcast is back. The podcast is back. The podcast is back. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Just Another White Guys podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. (laughs) Happy to have you along for the ride. One more time. There you go. (laughs) Nicely done. I am joined once again by the JogPod MVP herself. Nikki Jones. Hello. What's happening? Oh, you know, rocking, rolling, whatnot. Indeed. Living my best life. As uh, as you folks are downloading and listening to this, I am once again up in the friendly skies, winging my way back to Houston. You're just a global traveler, Jones. Well, I mean, I'm tra- I'm a two time zone guy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm either in the central time zone or the Pacific time zone these yep. days. I am most likely, I'm, I'm, I'm probably one of two things, hungover or drunk on the plane, uh, flying back as I will have been, I mean, let's be honest, it's Vegas. It's entirely possible that I don't sleep before I go to the airport. Good Lord. <laughs> Because I mean, my flights my flights are like six in the morning to come home. Mm-hmm. So don't forget that on Wednesday, the cleaning lady comes. Oh, Can't fuck. sleep all day. That can uh, I'm, I don't work on Thursday either. God damn it! <sighs> That's a problem. I have to go find something to do. <laughs> I don't know. Oh no, I do work on Thursday. We're Thursday, Friday. Anyway, who cares? You don't. You, you didn't tune into the podcast to listen to this <laughs> nonsense. I hope that uh, everyone had a great weekend and uh, that you're ready for some exciting jog pod action. I hope that. Uh, where are you on your? Are, are, I don't know. I didn't hear from too many people in the jog pod universe um, whether or not they were uh, doing resolutions or anything. You and I didn't really make any resolutions. We did decide that. Uh, we were going to make some lifestyle changes. Ooh. So um, we've been working on those. And uh, you you folks may get to hear about those in uh, some more in-depth conversations at a different time. It's, it's possible that we, we might be working on something. We'll, 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 we'll let you know when it's, it's on a need-to-know basis. So when <laughs> you need to know, you'll know. But uh, have you heard anybody that you know of that made a resolution or anything? No, I feel like people don't do resolutions anymore. It's yeah. like because nobody keeps them anyway. So no. I feel like it's kind of like an it's kind of anti We're in an anti-resolution world. I understand. I feel like there's probably a lot more people in the gym this month, though. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I don't go to the gym. I'm thankful to not be among them. At I don't this even point. have any friends named Jim, do I? Do we have any gym friends? I don't friends? think we have any gym friends. Just Jim and Pam from the office. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's how amazing and, and vast our uh, layers of friendship go. A character that hasn't been around for almost 10 years. Well, you know. So this is a very special edition of Just Another White Guys podcast. It's viewer mail. Woo-woo! Which is funny because no one can actually view this. You guys are all listening, but we call it viewer mail. We'll call it not funny. listener mail, viewer mail. I like viewer mail. Okay. It just sounds better. Right. Letters letters from the listeners. Because they're not really letters either. It's just comments. <laughs> just who cares? It's whatever. So we so. will get to all of the questions 
from our wonderful joggers coming up right after this. Let's go jogging. Let's get uh, let's get the question train rolling. Let's well, do this. before before we ask any questions, is there any questions that you would like to ask me? Um. Um. What are you looking forward to in Vegas this weekend? Well, Vegas has already happened. Oh well, what by the, pe- by the time people are, I what hope- was your favorite thing you did in Vegas? <laughs> My favorite thing that I did in Vegas was went to the Minnesota Wild game because that's the only thing I know for sure that's happening. Um, I think I'm I'm like I said last week on the podcast. I'm hoping for two things out of Vegas. One, I hope I don't die, and two, it would be amazing if I broke even. I am only confident in one of those happening. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Don't spend Buster's college fund. That's all I have I'll, to say. I'll try. We both know our child's not going to college. <laughs> he's a he's a world traveler kind of guy. <sighs> let's uh let's head to the question machine. Go team. And see what is available to us. First question is a text message. Ooh. From someone that I will by the time people are listening to this. I will have seen this person more recently than I will have seen my wife. <gasps> this question comes from the man, the myth, the legend himself, Dana Wessel. Yay! He wants to know what my thoughts are on the new Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie that Kevin Smith is making. Oh, I'm interested to know that too. What, is there, what are your thoughts? I am excited for Kev to play with the characters in the View Askew universe again. Um, there's been all kinds of different talk of stuff that he's going to do. He's made some weird fucking movies the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, he made Red State, which is dope, but weird. Uh, he made Yoga Hosers, which is just weird. He made Tusk, which I still haven't ever seen, um, which was very weird. So I'm excited to see him get back in and, and play with those characters and, you know, see what kind of fun that they can have with making fun of rebooted movies. Um, I think Kev will have a interesting perspective on storytelling now. I think Kev is a very different person than he was even six months ago. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'll be interested to see how those changes um, correlate to his storytelling and his movie making. And, you, I mean, I love Kev Smith. So I am fully on board to see what uh, what he has to say and what he has to do next. I still have never seen a Kevin Smith live show. Um, I'm hoping that one of these days he's going to bring Babel or something here to Houston. Um, and we'll see what happens. I think he came here for, I think they did a yoga hoser screening or something here, but it wasn't at a time that uh, we could, I think maybe we might have been out of town. Yeah, there was something. I know he was here for something and we couldn't go. We didn't make it. 
So, thank you, Dana. It's a great question. Are you uh, are you in on a Kevin Smith movie, or are you kind of just like whatever? I mean, I'll, I'm sure if you want to go see it, I'm sure I'll see it. I don't. I I'm not. I don't have strong opinions either way. Right. I don't have much to add to this part of the conversation. All right, uh, Kylie. Our good friend Kylie, congratulations on your engagement, Kylie. Yay! We're so happy woo. for you. Um, she asks, Dustin, honest to God, I'm not sure I know the story about how you and Ralphie became friends. Of course, she's referring to Ralphie May, the comedian. Rest in peace. Um, honestly, there's not really much of a story to it. Like, I was just a fan, and like we've bantered back and forth and would message each other on Twitter. Uh, and then I went to a show that he was doing at the Addison Improv uh, just outside of Dallas, Texas. And I had interacted with uh, our mutual friend, Shannon. And she organized... <laughs> She organized a birthday. She organized a birthday lunch for me and some other fans of Ralphie that Ralphie was supposed to come to. That not only was Ralphie supposed to come to, we were told Ralphie was buying us lunch that he never showed up for, including uh, inviting a girl to the lunch who could not afford to buy her own lunch. Um. So, yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting day. Um, and what sucked is that we didn't know that she couldn't afford to pay for her lunch. Cause I just would have paid for it. Like, I didn't care. Yeah. So, we uh, we did that, and then uh, we were at the show, and he shouted me out and had the whole place sing "Happy Birthday" to me. It was pretty. So awesome. that was pretty cool. And um, just met him, like, the first time I actually met him was just in a meet and greet line uh, in Dallas. And then we would just um, chat every once in a while. Um, He called me. I don't even remember how he got my phone number. Didn't you post it on Twitter or something? Yeah, maybe I gave it to him on Twitter. Probably. Well, because that uh, was part of the thing when he had you stand up because he had he had said something about, or you posted your phone number on Twitter and told him to call you or something. And he called and it was like five o'clock in the morning and he didn't oh, answer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so he busted your balls about that at the show. And you're like, it was five in the morning. That's right. It was really funny. It's true. That, that did happen. My retelling of it made it super funny, but yeah, it really was hilarious. Funny. If you were there, it was funny. Uh, and then just, I would see him at shows and just interact with him on Twitter. Um, yeah. So, I have to thank Ralphie. Um, Ralphie has given me uh, some really great friendships. Um, I'm I'm lucky enough to. I'm not super close with Shannon anymore. Um, you know, especially since Ralphie died. Um, but Kylie, you and I are are pretty close, and I'm real close with Marty. Um, so I mean, you are Marty's girlfriend. I am Marty's girlfriend. This is true. Um, so. Thanks to uh, thanks to Ralphie for some great friendships and for some great memories and it uh, it's it's interesting because I went down a Ralphie May rabbit hole on YouTube uh, last week and um, and uh, I just I realized like I really missed him because like I think actually as we're recording this I think is two years ago 
exactly to the last time I saw him. Oh. Because it was yeah. the end of January. At the improv. Because, yeah, be, it was like maybe maybe not exactly to the day, but in the next but couple of days. Um, whenever Trump got in. It was it was Trump's inauguration was the last time I saw him that night. Oh. Or the next night. I saw him twice that weekend. So, anyway, thanks for bringing that mood down, Kylie. And <laughs> Jesus Christ. Matthew, Hutchin, Matthew Hutchins weighs in. You could always channel your inner SNL Linda Richmond and contemplate how the Holy Roman Empire was neither holy nor Roman nor an empire. And then, hear me out, relate that to the current state of affairs in the United States of America. Perhaps too much for a single road trip. Well, Matty boy, I'm not on a road trip. I'm sitting in my house recording my podcast. Um, uh, I feel like we are not qualified to have that discussion. I feel like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not really clear on all of that. Um, but thank yeah. you for weighing in. Thanks for, thanks for dropping in with a, uh, Linda. So Linda Richmond, that was that played was Mike by Mike Myers, Myers, right? The coffee talk. Coffee talk. Just talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> I'll give you a topic. Mm. Topic. Mm. Topic. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Marty weighs in with the most recent jog pod fresh on the brain. Let's hear some more stories about your mom. Oh, sweet. You want Roxanne stories. All right. Let's see. I got to try to figure out some stories I could tell without getting in trouble. I mean, she'll be back in a few months and I'm, I'll catch a beating if I'm not careful. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Roxanne story? Hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I'm trying. My problem is I spent so much time with my mom and there was always constant like ball breaking and joking around and stuff yeah. that like a ton of it doesn't like not a ton of it stands out. Yeah. Cause it's always just entertaining. Yeah. Basically like we it's just have a blast all the time. Um, there was a time that we went, um, <laughs> this is funny. So we took a road trip down, um, down into central California and then, um, went across and went up to Lake Tahoe. Well, down in the Valley, it was like 65 degrees and we get up to Lake Tahoe and it's snowing in like April or something like that. And none of us kids had winter jackets or anything like that. Oh, so it was just like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they they were scrambling to figure out like how do we keep the kids warm and like all this so I think we ended up having to leave Lake Tahoe because it was too cold like we just couldn't hang out up there because we weren't prepared for for winter weather <laughs> I think that was the first time at that point in time uh, Lake Tahoe had a Caesar's Palace because if you don't for people that don't know this Lake Tahoe literally. Uh, Half of Lake Tahoe is uh, in Nevada, and half of Lake Tahoe is in California. Right. So if you go on to the Nevada side, um, there's gamble, you know, casinos and all that sort of stuff. I just remember we pulled into Lake Tahoe, and it's just like so much snow and cold, and we're just like, "What the fuck is <laughs> happening?" I can't. I don't even remember how old I was. I think like nine or ten, maybe. Oh. Oh man. Um. Other great Roxanne stories. 
Oh, there was the time that uh, my mom showed up um, at my school uh, after she had been on a uh, Mexican vacation, and uh, it was at lunch, and my mom showed up to yell at me because uh, she found out that I had had a party at the house while she was gone. (laughs) I don't know this story. (laughs) So my mom, I was a sophomore in high school. My mom and the guy she was dating at the time uh, decided to take a vacation. I can't remember if they went on a cruise or they just went down. They went to. I know they were in Puerto Vallarta. I can't remember if they stayed there or if it was a cruise. I think it was a cruise. But my mom leaves me and Heather at home by ourselves, which is fine, except she also asks two girls in my grade to hang out and watch our house and my sister. Um, I still have never understood why the hell my mom thought that was needed. But I guess, I don't know. So I had a little party after a football game at the house. Um, I don't even remember like what all happened. I know that like there's you know we had a party and stuff, but I didn't remember it being that much of a big deal. But uh, I guess what happened is it was one of those things. I'm from a super small town, so I think what happened is there was the little the scuttlebutt around that got back to some teachers mm-hmm. that there was a party at my house, and so it was probably one of those things where. My mom it made its way made, back to your mom. Yeah, and it made my mom feel like she was looking like a bad parent because she had gone out of town. And I, I was like, "Fucking all these kids have parties all the time. How is it that I'm getting in trouble?" And she was, <laughs> she was super mad at me because she was like, "I bought you this really nice wallet while I was on vacation. I don't even feel like I should give it to you now." <laughs> it was a wallet. It had like a wolf. Stamped on the front like a wolf in the woods is like howling. <laughs> but tremendous. The best Roxanne story of all time. Which is leads this us one. to speaking of presents. The best Roxanne story of she all time. She will never live it down. Her I whole didn't life. I never I didn't break her balls about this once. All the time I was home. Other people brought it up. I never said anything. <laughs> However, for those of you that don't know, my parents, I think my parents got divorced when I was in, or they separated when I was in seventh grade. Uh, my dad moved to Montana for a while and they came back and opened a restaurant. Um, the, there's all kinds of stuff, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward to uh, the fall of 1997, actually the summer of 1997. My dad and my stepmom decide that they're getting out of the restaurant and moving to Montana. I have a decision to make. I can either finish my senior year at the school that I've been going to basically my whole life, except except for a couple years where we moved to Albany and then we came back. So a school I've been in consistently since fourth grade. Or I can move to Coal Strip, Montana and finish my senior and, and do my senior year there. I was like, what a wonderful choice this is. So I decided that I'm going to move because the living situation at my mom's was not 
what I would like it to be. Um, you know, I'm not going to disparage my mom. Just, it wasn't a good situation for me. And I decided to move. So I didn't go off for senior football. And then uh, the move got pushed back. We literally moved the week after senior, after the week after football season. That sucks. Um, which I was fine with because I had been doing so poorly as a student. I was sure that I could conv- I and because I was only six. Let's see, I was still only sixteen then. Yeah, with an August birthday, you would have been young for your class. Yeah, or no, I would have been. I would have just turned seventeen, right? Yeah, because I didn't turn eighteen till after my. Till the summer of my I graduated. So I thought for sure that I could convince them to let me redo my senior year. Really? Yeah, I was gonna I was like, how about like I could just redo my senior year? Cause I'll because then I could play football. I had this whole great plan. I was gonna let them I was gonna uh talk them into letting me redo my senior year. I was gonna spend the whole spring and summer getting in shape so that I could play senior year football. Of course, that didn't happen. Because as it turned out, San Yam had such higher standards for scholastic work (laughs) that I was like two credits short of graduating as it was. (laughs) So, shout out to Cole Strip. I uh, fast forward all the way through this. So, we get to Christmas time. So, I moved at uh, like the week before Thanksgiving, we moved. My mom sends us a package for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am a senior in high school. My mom sends me a few a few nice things. She sends me a, a really lovely packet of Oregon State hot chocolate. Some very nice things. I get to the bottom of the box. I swear to God, <laughs> there was a rubber band wooden little like six-shooter pistol. <laughs> It was, it was a rubber. It's never not funny. It, it was a rubber band gun. Not only that, oh, so but great. she was courteous enough to include a large bag of, of rubber bands. Of rubber bands. No, I didn't know about the rubber bands. Like I get, I swear to God, there was like five hundred rubber bands oh, in this bag. Great. They're all multicolored. That's amazing. I was just like. I'm so confused. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> does she think I'm like in seventh grade or like fifth grade? Like, I wouldn't even buy this for a toddler. <laughs> she's like, and she still swears to this day that it was a cool gift. I'm just like, come on. Like, she tries so hard. She just wants everyone to have a happy Christmas and everyone to have smiles and stuff. And like <laughs> people bust her balls constantly for this, but it was, it was amazing. It never is not the funniest Roxanne story. So Marty, there you go. There's uh, a that's a classic Roxanne story. That's when uh, when she comes to visit uh, later this year, we'll have her in studio and tell more stories. (laughs) Josh Mink, 
an old Sandy M High School friend weighs in. Do I have any opinions on the quality of airport airport Bloody Marys? No, I don't. <laughs> I honestly have never had a Bloody Mary in my entire life. I tried one one time. I did not like it. Yeah, it's, it's not my thing. No. It was weird. It was like drinking like, cold spaghetti. I like tomato sauce. I like ketchup. Eh, I don't really want tomato juice. Mm-hmm. Eh, good. Let's see. Uh, Rod. Another uh, the uh, fir- the very first entrant into the Jogpod Hall of Fame, Mr. Indeed. Rod Stark. She's super excited. She's he is super excited to hear that Nikki is coming to New York City, which means that we'll both get to finally meet Liam. What are your thoughts on finally meeting him? I mean, it's your kid. Awesome, I guess. <laughs> I'm excited um, to meet Liam. I think it's going to be fun to have What's to up, hang dude? out with him. Nice he seems fun. like he's a cute kid and, and cool and stuff. I think it'll be fun. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, Rod, but as parents in general, always think it's way more exciting for you to meet their kid than the person that's doing the meeting is doing. So, like, <laughs> I mean, you're such a it's dick. another soul on this planet to interact with. As long as he <sighs> doesn't get in my space too much, we'll be fine. Wow. But I am excited. Apparently, he thinks I'm cool because I scored these front row tickets. So, apparently, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm a cool guy. For sure. What are we most excited and least excited for about the trip to New York City? Uh, the thing I'm least excited for is the fact that it's actually in New York City, which I'm already having panic attacks about because it's too fucking big, too many people. I'm already, yeah, I'm already having anxieties. Literally, there's the reason Nikki is coming with me is because I felt like I was going to be way too overwhelmed to go to New York by myself. <laughs> I'm very excited that she's coming with us, um, but I'm very overwhelmed at the thought of being in New York. It's going to be fine. I uh, know. It'll feel smaller once you're there. I doubt it. <laughs> um, so, the, yeah, the the craziness of like Midtown Manhattan and all that sort of stuff is... It's going to be probably- loud. When you sleep. Yeah. Bring your uh, fan. What am I most excited for? So I think I am the most excited for currently um, going to uh, to see the play. Going to see uh, To Kill we a Mockingbird. We are going to see To Kill a Mockingbird. Although I totally fucked up on the day that I bought tickets on the wrong day and I can't get my money back. Um, there was a show that I, the wrestling show that I really wanted to go to on that Thursday night. They started at the same time. As uh, the tickets so for uh, the play, out. so I am not going to be doing that, and um, I have very much, uh, very high levels of FOMO about that. This is one of the main things I wanted to do, but Aww. it'll be okay. Uh, I am, even though I am currently on a diet and trying to live healthier, I am very excited as a connoisseur of pizza. I'm very excited to finally have a traditional New York slice from a slice shop in New York City, which means we're going to fucking Sabaros. So excited. <laughs> Can't wait. It's authentic Italian New York pizza. I feel like you are going to be underwhelmed by New York pizza. I'm sure I will, but it's still something fun to look forward to. For sure. So get off my nuts. Why, why don't you just poo-poo it a little bit more? I'm... There's some really great slice spots in New York yeah. City. So honestly, you know. like one of the best meals that I had in New York um, when I went 
was a little nothing deli that we went to and I had like the best fucking sandwich I think I've ever had in my life. Like it was amazing. It was delicious. Hey buddy, can I just thank you for the um, the ambient noise that you're adding to the podcast? <laughs> for those of you uh, listening and hearing weird background noises, that is our dog Buster who's making yet another. I'm pretty sure this is like 45 podcasts in a row that he's been on. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, he uh, is currently uh, destroying his uh, cheeky. Thank God it doesn't have the the squeaker in it still because yeah, it would be really we would loud. Have had to take that away. Finally, Rod asks, "How big of an impact do you think AEW, for those of you who don't know, that's All Elite Wrestling, will have on the wrestling business? Instant major competitor or slow build? In five years, is it a failed experiment or a major player?" Well, I'm sure you have deep thoughts on this. You want to go first? Could not care less. Um, I think for the first time in a long time, there is someone that is starting a wrestling company that has the, is starting out the right way in terms of the money and getting people together to get it done. Uh, I think it has a real opportunity to be a competitor, but I definitely think it's going to be a slow build. Um, the Young Bucks and Cody and those guys have a really great internet following, but their YouTube show gets like 250,000 hits a week. If you get 250,000 viewers on a cable station, that's not going to do it. Yeah, like, That's not to. big enough. I thought they were getting more than that. I thought no. they were in the millions. No. So, I mean, do they have an opportunity to do something great? Yes. They are fortunate enough that they have... Uh, real money behind it like the money backer is uh uh shod khan who owns the uh uh, fulham football club and the jacksonville jaguars and they they, these like he could buy and sell vince 10 times over so money is not a problem they went out and signed big name talent Bucks, Cody, Hangman Page, uh, SU, and then they signed Chris Jericho, which is a huge thing to have Chris Jericho on their roster that signals to mainstream people that they're a real player. So I think that uh, the first few shows could be interesting, but I think that it's tough to – I think we definitely will need to reserve judgment think it's I think we won't really know how things are gonna go for a couple of years. And I do fear though that if they do get a TV show in the fall, that it maybe if it doesn't do great ratings right away, people are gonna poo poo it and you know it but I think that uh that it'll be pretty awesome. Uh Kylie with another question. Maybe not resolution type goals, but what are some life goals that you have? Well, one of the uh, life goals that we have right now is uh, something that we're working on that we'll talk about more in coming weeks. Uh, It does involve uh, getting healthier and uh, living a little bit better lifestyle. So uh, we're working on that. Um, Nikki accomplished a really great life goal last year of graduating from college, and uh, she is taking on a new job. So that's a cool goal. I have a life goal of opening a sports bar sh- slash strip club that uh, we call the Tubby Furnace. 
The so, strip club is not part of my vision of that. I, I, I'm not t- saying it's your vision. I'm saying it's mine. <laughs> I, the very first time we talked about that, I told you that I wanted it to be a sports bar slash strip club. And you listened to the whole idea. And you somehow decided that you don't remember the strip club part. Which is fine. You do that all the time. I tell you a full story. <laughs> and then you choose to remember what you want to remember. Which is fine. That's your... That's, that's your, fine. That's what you've chosen to do. Indeed. I can't... Uh, you don't um, love me? It's fine. <laughs> Shut up, idiot. Oh, you're dumb. What about you? Do you have any uh, other life goals that you're working on or you want to work um, on? I do. Well, one of them is kind of carrying over from last year. And it's putting myself in situations where I have opportunity to meet new people. Um, because I think I was really complacent and a little bit scared. Um even when we lived in Oklahoma, but uh, since we've lived in Houston, I was pretty scared to figure out, I I just didn't really know how to go about meeting people, and I've definitely expanded my circle a ton right. um, in the last, like, I don't know, six months or so, um, but definitely want to keep doing that and getting to meet more people, and, um, and not only that, but also, like, the people that I've gotten to know now, um, that I know on a little bit more than just an acquaintance level, I would really like to um, build into those friendships more and get to know those people more and um, and stuff. And so, like, so it's kind of a bigger goal. But so within within that goal, then, is also um, being more, more proactive myself in reaching out to people and... Um, and trying to build the friendship instead of just being lazy about it and whatever happens, happens. Like I want to be more intentional about friendships. Gotcha. Um, so that's kind of my, my really big one beyond the health things that we're doing. Um, but, and then uh, just another thing is I would really like to do more painting. Um, I obviously, well, not, it's not obvious to anybody listening to this probably, but I'm working on a big painting for our living room right now. And, but I would like to do more and I would really like to branch out from doing, from like kind of stealing other people's work to, um, to creating my own things. So that's, that's kind of my goals. I, um, my goal is to make sure that I put out at least one episode of this podcast every single week. And which is why I'm recording this on Friday before I go on vacation uh, for the weekend. uh, So that I make sure that uh, you guys can hear this on Tuesday. Um, That's really just what I'm focusing on is keep churning out the podcasts. Uh, Keith and Pablo uh, ask kind of similar questions. Keith's is just what's your best sports memory. Um, and Pablo asks, um, what is your, the best sporting moment that you've witnessed live and also where were you and what is the best sports memory you've seen live, but not in person. So, um, my best, so I, I guess I would, I guess I could answer Pablo and Keith's, uh, question kind of the same, the, in terms of the memory that I've seen, uh, live, but not in person, I have two, the first one would be uh, in 1991 in the NLCS, the Pittsburgh Pirates against the Atlanta Braves. Um, uh, Sid Bream scoring from first base uh, to win uh, the pennant. Cisco Cabrera comes to the plate to bat for the pitcher. He hacked at the 2-0, now the 2-1. Line drive and a base hit! Just as the score of the tying run, Bream to the plate! And he is saved! Saved at the plate! 
The Braves go to the World Series. A lot of room in right center. If he hits one there, we can dance in the streets. The 2 1. Swung line drive left field. One run is in. Here comes Breen. Here's the throw to the plate. He is safe. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Old, broken down, utility first baseman, um, just chugging around. And. Um, I can't. It's, I'm, now I'm finally starting to get old. As Fra- Francisco Cabrera was the pinch hitter who uh, who hit that ball and uh, allowed Sid Bream to come all the way around and score. I can still remember Dave Justice uh, jumping up and down in the air. Dave Justice was my favorite baseball player for the longest time until he hit Halle Berry, and then I no longer liked him. Um, but um, shitty human being, great baseball yeah, player. Great, but. Well, he was a really good. I wouldn't say he was great. He was really good. Okay. Um, so that's one of them. The other one is actually it's kind of bittersweet now because um, this person just got traded uh, off of our team. But uh, Nino Niederreiter when uh, Game Seven uh, in the playoffs. So it was. <laughs> I can't remember. Isn't that funny how you can't remember? Oh God. Two thousand fourteen. Fourteen. They the Wild had come back. Uh, from Against down the avalanche, right? Yep. They came down from they came back from down one nothing, two one, three two, four three. And Granlin tied it, descended into overtime, and then Nino Niederreiter uh wins it in overtime. Played here by Danny Heatley, and out they come two on one. This is Niederreiter holding on to it, and he scores! Nino Niederreiter wins the series for the Minnesota Wild. It went off Chris Gallop, collected by Heatley, and it's a two-on-one the other way. Niederreiter shoots. Is it That's in? Cool. Yes, it's in. It's a series winner for Nino Niederreiter. Sends Brodziak ahead, two-on-one with Niederreiter. He scores! Nino Niederreiter wins it for the Wild. The sickest goal. And we almost broke our house. I yell. I was up yelling and screaming. I couldn't believe that he made that. Um, and so it's still, it gives me chills every time I hear it. Uh, it's even better on video. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I wish. I wish we had recordings of uh, of us of us uh, reacting. Yeah, we like scared idiots. the crap out of Buster. Buster was terrified. Yeah. <laughs> It was, uh, it was, it was pretty great. So I'd say those are my two favorite, uh, two favorite memories, uh, sports memories. And then he did say something about uh, there's like a worse. Uh, I've the, the and then I do have another one that I was there in person for, but I will save that for a minute. What's uh, what's your favorite sports moments? So my most recent would be the Vikings beating the Saints last year, miracle. the Minneapolis miracle, like. I have never been moved to tears. Vikings at their own 39. It's third down. Three receivers right, feel, and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, 30. No way. Are you kidding me? It's a Minneapolis Arizona. Step on Diggs. And the Minnesota Vikings have lost buy a football game in my life until then like I really I really thought that they were going to make the Super Bowl in Minneapolis I really in my heart at that moment it was like it was 
the universe saying, here you go, Minnesota fans, for we break your fucking heart every year. It's This year is going to be the year. And I just really, like, I was bawling. I was so excited about it. Um, it was, it's the craziest play I've ever seen in my life. It was amazing. Um, so that would be my most recent one. My, my long-term one though would be, um, Kirby Puckett in game six, um, with the walk-off homer. Choked the ball. The hitter swings at the arm motion. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. And the we'll see you tomorrow night is that that's against the Braves, right? Yep. Um, and you hate Kent Herbeck. It was a Herbeck, yeah. Yeah, I hate Kent Herbeck. Yeah, that um, was the for questionable them, but... whether he pulled him off the bag or not. Or there was or, no question or... about him. He lifted his foot off of the fucking bag, and they called Gant out. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Um, but my memory is Kirby Puckett hitting that homer and I can still see him, his hands yep. pumping up in the air as he's running around the bases and everybody's jumping. Um, we were jumping up and down in our house. It was, and my aunt was calling from, I think they lived in Arizona. Like she was calling and she was screaming on the phone. Like we were just all, it was, it was an amazing moment. Um, was that 92? 91. 91. Yep. Yeah. Cause you guys won in 87 and 91. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the craziest sports thing that I've been, uh, at live, um, <laughs> do I know what this do, is? Do, yeah, you were there, <laughs> um, was the Blair Walsh, uh, shanked uh, field goal in the playoffs, the coldest sucked. football game, like just about ever, uh, a couple years ago, uh, Minnesota Vikings versus Seattle Seahawks, uh, Seahawks, uh, was, was it nine to seven? McDermott is the snapper. And the kick is no good. Wow. Go figure. Blair Walsh has five game-winning field goals to his credit, including two this year. He walked off a winner here against St. Louis and at Soldier Field. This will be a 27-yard try for all intents and purposes to knock Seattle out of the postseason. Snap good, spot down, Walsh's kick is up, and it is no good, he missed it! Are you kidding me? The season can't end like that! He missed it left! And the Seattle Seahawks are off to Charlotte. What it's going to take is either a block or a shank by their kicker, and he has shanked some before. The kick is up. Missed it's it. no good. Are you kidding me? It's no good. Oh, baby, it's Christmas in Minnesota. And the Seahawks have dodged a bullet from 26 yards out. Matt Blair misses. Blair Walsh, I beg your pardon, misses the field goal attempt. And Seattle now with 22 seconds left. And the Vikings have no timeouts left. I think yeah, it was 97. It was, it, it was 97 because the, f- the field goal would have been 10-9. Yeah. 20-yard uh, field goal, I think it was. It was straight shank. And Just, uh, it was it was crazy because I was decked out in uh, Seahawks gear. And uh, there was about, I don't know, maybe about 15 other Seahawks fans scattered around. And we were all just, you could kind of all just like, oh, all right, well, whatever. And lines up for the kick. And I I I remember yelling, Holy fuck, he missed it! 
And I'm going, no! <laughs> and then it's just, it's one of those things where you lock eyes with the closest person that is cheering for the person, the, uh, the same team that you're cheering for. And you're just like, yeah! That's the saddest building I've ever walked out of in my entire life. We were life. all so heartbroken. It was so, it was so cold. And there, and no, there's no energy left anywhere for anyone. It was horrible. Oh, that was uh, that was quite a day. It was a day. And that was also the day that you started uh, the <laughs> the road to Mike Yo getting fired. <laughs> I love that you just keep that narrative out there. Just keep it rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rod jumps back in with uh, another question. What entertainment are you most looking forward to in 2019? Either TV show, movie, or live event. Jesus, there's like a ton of them. Um, so I know mine. Go ahead. Mine would be going to see Foo Fighters in New Orleans. Yep. Next month. That would, that would be a, a top of the list live event. Um, obviously the movies are, are pretty easy. Um, I'm looking forward to all three of the new Marvel movies that are coming out. We get, so it's uh, Avengers. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. We get Captain Marvel in March. We get Avengers, uh, Endgame at the end of April. And then we get, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, July 4th weekend. So I'm very excited to see where all these stories are going to take us. And um, should be exciting. He also wants to know if we have any predictions in 2019. I predict President Dickwad will not be the president by the end of this year. <laughs> That's It's a wish and a prediction it, it a, and a hope. It is a wishful. And all I could ever want in this world. I don't know if I have any predictions. I don't have any predictions. I'm not good at those. Nope. Don't have any. I predict that I will not go to all in double or nothing at the end of May. There's a prediction <laughs> for you. I would predict that as well because we're going to Minnesota <laughs> twice in June. <sighs> so much work. Mm. Where's all in? Is it in Vegas? It's in Vegas. Memorial Day oh, weekend. Oh yeah, that's right. Do you suggest that I get a lo- into a long-term relationship date around or take a vow of celibacy and become a monk rod stark asks us i mean a long-term relationship is fine just don't get married yeah maybe don't get married again for a little while (laughs) uh you know i don't don't think a vow of celibacy is necessary don't be afraid to love again be afraid to put your heart out there just don't put a ring on it too soon He's been good, though. He hasn't been married in a long time now. Um, shit. What? Oh, I just got a message from Travis about some shit that I have to do for Vegas. I'm, I just found out I have to pair, pack a pair of shoes I wasn't pa- planning on packing. Oh, why? Because it's a non, it's a dress code thing. I can't wear sneakers. Oh, to where? I don't know. The foundation room? I don't know what that is. Somewhere. Is that, that is. a titty bar? I don't think so. Oh. But he made reservations for us and he would like Ooh. me to join him. So, all right. Foundation I guess. Room. That's familiar. I don't right, know. Anyway. It's probably a restaurant, I would guess. I would guess. Um, finally, we have a question. Did we get another question? Oh, yeah. Kylie did ask us a question over here. Let me get this one before I'm going to. Matt Hutchins came in with a closer of a question that I will uh, get to. So Kylie asks, Houston is on the itinerary for their honeymoon. Besides Sunday church, yes, that's what you call it, right? Yes, we do call it Sunday church. 
what do you recommend we stop and do or eat that we might not have in Nebraska? The pit room. So yeah, you gotta you gotta find a place. You gotta get some Houston barbecue, um, Texas barbecue. I mean, not, I mean not even necessarily here, but I mean you gotta get some Texas barbecue. Texas brisket, especially from a really good place. Like you don't want to go to one of these like chain like places. Killins like, or yeah, you gotta the go to Killins or the pit room or um, you know one of those places. So you gotta get some some Texas barbecue. That's uh, an absolute must. Um, there's really great Tex-Mex around here. That's Tex-Mex is not really my thing. Um, like, I get about as adventurous as wanting to go to Chipotle um, <laughs> with that sort of stuff. Um, you know, if you like seafood, there's some great places to get seafood. Um, you know, it's Houston's a, a, a port city, so there's like you can pretty much get anything here. So, if you uh, are wanting to be adventurous, you can be as 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 adventurous as you want to be. Yep. Um, here in Houston. Um, Kima is cool, which is like the boardwalk area over, um, it's like southeast of Houston. Um, so there's like rides and boardwalky sort of things. And I mean, it's touristy for sure, but it's kind of cute over there. And it's right by NASA. So yep. you drive by NASA. To if you're get into there. space stuff, you can go to the Johnson Space Center. I've heard that it's and, pretty lame. Yeah. Well, you never But know. I mean, if you're into that, it might if be you're cool. you're into nerdy, but... lame science stuff. Right. There's probably some sort of... I don't know. There's probably uh, what am I fucking tour guide? There... I barely leave my house. <laughs> um, when it gets closer, I don't know when exactly they'll be here. So, um, but when it gets closer, we should talk because there's. I'm sure there'll be stuff going on that we can. Yeah, for sure. Um, we can cue you in on. And finally, Matt Hutchins asks the most important question: Dustin, when will you be quitting your job and becoming America's teddy bear? We need more D in our lives. That's a good question. That is a good question. <clears throat> I'd like to quit immediately. Uh, if you have a way for me to have money with not working, I'm all ears. Um, you know, I, I I would love nothing more, really, Maddie, than to not work and just go around and give free hugs and, you know, tell people that everything's going to be all right and just, you know, live it up and be their best lives, be their best selves. What is it? What is it that you tell people to do? Um. I'm going to be my best me. I hope you're your best you. I'm going to try to be my best me. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, that, that you know, I'll steal from Nikki and uh, see how it goes. That's pretty much what I would do. <laughs> so I think that uh, at this point, do you, unless, do you have anything else you want to add? Talk to the people about? Tell them anything that's going on in your world? Oh, I'm good. All right. Well, that is this edition of Viewer Mail on Just Another Why Guys podcast. I hope that you guys have a fantastic week. Please do not bother me as I will be sleeping for the next 36 hours as I recover from Vegas. Uh, unless, of course, I've won a pile of money, in which case I will be sleeping on top of said pile of money. Uh, with that, we are out of here. I'm Dustin Jones. Always protect the five hole. Hey, Ty, who's your favorite person? Only Dustin. Fucking right. Too much. Oh, it hurt. Oh, it hurt. Too much. Too much. Oh, it's too big. It was too much.